welcome to today's episode of uh, Pop Salsa. Pop Salsa. Uh, we are your conduits. <laughs> right? Yes. yes. Right. Yeah. Our, uh, for in- pop culture entertainment? Uh, yeah. Guess what it would be? Yeah, just about. Yeah. Everything well, in between. We give you uh, our view of whatever news that's been going out in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for listening, and that's our show. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm here with my good friend Ernesto. Hello. And my name is Joel. We are your hosts, like I said before. Uh, so let's get into the show then. Uh, what you been watching, man? So I finally finished The Liberator. The Liberator? The Liberator. On Netflix? Yeah. What'd you think? It's good, and yeah. I hate that it's only four episodes. I know. I feel like it, that's that story or that t- uh, type of storytelling could really go on for like ever and ever. Yeah, yeah. The gold standard of that kind of storytelling is, of course, Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers, yeah. Right, naturally. Band of Brothers being ten episodes, eight episodes, something like that? Yeah, miniseries. Yeah. Just about, yeah. And that one felt fairly fleshed out, right? You're mm-hmm. from the training to all the way to the end of uh, what's the Wolf's Den. Yeah. Right, right? The, no, the, oh, uh, the yeah, was, no. The, oh, Eagle's... Eagle's Nest. Eagle's Nest, thank yeah, you. Eagle. Yeah, all the way to Eagle's Nest. And this is the same way in Burgess terms of... Garden. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wished it was... Because uh, a lot of the characters, in my opinion, they, they die off. Yeah. Right? But we we saw them like an episode prior, so mm-hmm. it doesn't really have that weight to me. The, bro- the son, the, the father and son character. Oh, is, yeah. That's, that's heartbreaking. That, that was heartbreaking. I was like, don't die, please. <laughs> I was like, don't die. Like him, him uh, like, like, Junior, what are you doing? Or yeah, something like that. It's like crazy because like the dad and the son and they like they ask him like why are you in 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 the army with your son? And he's yeah. like, why well, I don't have a wife. I don't really have anything to lose right. aside from my son. Right. So I might I decided I might as well be there with him if anything happens. And, and that's I would love to see that in a ten episode capacity. Yeah. Right. Because there's a, right after that it's not spoilers just history. Yeah. But right after <laughs> that episode, uh, the ju- junior is you can see the wars or taking it's taking a toll on him and he's you know, like yelling at people, shooting at everyone like you know, everyone's gonna die, and there's not really much like growth from there Mm -hmm. right you could kind of just emotionally accept it in the base level yeah but uh, like there are parts where i did tear up because there's one character it's um it's uh, i think he's the the sergeant Mm -hmm. and he wanted to be he's one of the sergeants and he gets like he kills a sniper yeah he gets shot himself and he jumps off the the cliff yeah that yeah (laughs) Yeah, and a lot of people a lot of them died there yeah one like uh, pretty much the whole squad it gets wiped out, save for three people, because they are awarded the what, the award for the battalion or the company award. There's yeah. only three, because there are only three survivors. Yeah, yeah, I like especially the ending, the ending bit. It's what just, was the ending again? It was uh, where they find Dachau. Oh yeah. Right, they find Dachau, and then the emotion. It's a roller coaster because yeah. at first you're shocked. Like we shot, we you showed me the clip, yeah. and they're shocked, and then there's anger, but then there's war crime anger there's retaliation there's retaliation exactly and that pissed me off because it's like I understand where you're coming from but they line these what these injured people injured soldiers not even not even the the camp guards they're gone yeah Yeah, the the guy with one arm with one arm yeah one arm comes on with a white flag and says they're they're gone they're gone like we they just left us here because we can't we can't walk but you know I, I could imagine like Thankfully, I, I've never been in that situation. I hope to never be in the situation that, that the soldiers liberated these death camps were in. Yeah. But to have, you know, like the, the mayhem of like bodies and this industrial killing machine that the, that the Nazis built. Right. Have like to come across this just 
feel like what the fuck what what like what's going on you know right. like just have uh, whatever compassion you you feel towards the 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 inmates the the people who are being you know tortured and killed on a daily basis on on mass scale right and then that turned to like this immediate rage where like i can't believe it got this far why didn't why couldn't we do anything well now i can do something here are the people who you know just happen to be here but they're targets to me so let's just right move down. right it's like uh it's banner brothers yeah. right, the scene where it's a village next to uh, one of the camps mm-hmm. right and then uh the, they, in banner brothers they liberated what what which one did I they liberate? I don't quite remember. They I know they came across. Yeah. But it felt like it was just a small camp. It wasn't the big industrial because they're just burning bodies in the camp. Yeah. But uh yeah the village and then the baker, right? And it's like you can't you can't smell it. And he grabs them and it's like are you Nazi? And then the guy the baker obviously he doesn't speak English but Nazi, and he's like afraid because you know he knows what they were doing. Yeah. But he doesn't want to be a part of it. But he didn't do anything either. Like to stop. Yeah, it. I mean that's like a really fucked up situation to be in, where yeah. a lot of people's uh, response to that were like, "We were just following orders," but like there is a a sense of humanity that you feel, or that you have to abandon to to let things get that far. Yeah, it, it's like the SS uh-huh. on the SS in the episode of a Liberator where oh, I they hated ha- that. I hated that. Dude, SS, dude. okay, so <laughs> they they start hanging like Germans, right? Mm-hmm. And then these are German soldiers, but it's it's through propaganda, like oh he's a traitor. This is gonna happen to you if you try to. You know, that scene and, was terrible. Right, and then I played games where they hang children, not children, but like uh, you know younger individuals, mm-hmm. and, like they're traitors to the fatherland. And I hated that because the wife watches, everyone's standing around. Yeah. And and the thing they do is they just have them sit on uh on the jeep and like say like it's safe to come out we surrendered or something yeah. to all the people but again in, in a way like there is no aside from not to not to be like hor- yeah. horrific about it but like aside from actually putting these people to death because like that's what they deserve yeah aside from that you're breaking their ego in a sense because at the beginning of the scene when he hanged that that officer uh, an, an officer who was injured and had permission and had from, orders from ordered, the doctor yeah medical orders right. to like not report he didn't report and then the SS commander dragged him out of his bed and then had him hanged yeah. like in front of the village in his uniform all, in his uniform that's <laughs> fucked it's fucked up <laughs> Um, not funny, but yeah, yeah it's, funny. it's it's ridiculous. So right? having, it's, I think, like having him go back on his orders in front of the people, I think that broke him spiritually. Yeah, I, man, like I don't, I again, we hopefully we're not in that position any now in the future, yeah. but like the anger, yeah, I, I can't get at the anger. Like in my head, like okay, that's that's comedical, mm-hmm. right? Because he look, he looks broken, and it's true, he does. He looks as like I have to go back, I have to look people in the eye. Yeah, right. But personally, I would have just shot him. Right, yeah, <laughs> that's what I would have done too. Like, and, and or hanged him, or let the people decide. That, yeah, exactly, let the people um, have their justice. Right, and that also comes back to like what happened in the Dachau when yeah. they killed a bunch of things. Like, what yeah. you know, we we were just talking about here, you know, killing an SS commander, yeah. and but and we don't have no connection to any of that stuff. There. But <laughs> imagine, imagine actually being there. Like, what what can you feel? Like, yeah, it's it's. Don't get me wrong, they're, they're war crimes, but, you know, you have to take into consideration the, the, the circumstances. Right, and the morality. Yeah, I the mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't line people up and, like, let the emotions flow through. Yeah. I mean, even the gunners, the machine gunners, the 30 caliber gunners are like, we don't know what to do. It looks like they're running, and he just unloads <laughs> on all yeah. of them. And it, it's, it's infuriating 
and that's like already a gray area mm-hmm. and it's even more so when the, the star of the show captain well he's a colonel at this point yeah. lieutenant colonel I feel like Sparks. He, he's gonna be a superhero in, in the future <laughs> it right? feels like he's based on like <laughs> Captain America's based on him or if not people like him yeah right who goes back on his orders to go with fight with his men yeah and just stay with them right even though he has a, a wife and kid and effectively he gets blamed for this war crime yeah I mean He's the commander of right, the, and the, he has to have this responsibility with his men. But yeah. he wasn't there, and I, I like that that when he was um, talking to the general, hmm. the general was going through his thing. <laughs> he was like Italy, or was that the battle that they did? Um, oh, Asia, 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 yeah, Asia. Like, yeah, you guys for... lost like everybody, basically <laughs> everybody in your platoon, right? It's like yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's I love the actor who did it. I remember his face, but I don't quite remember his name. But his charisma and like intimidation is just—it's so spot on. It's like Anzio looks yeah. at him, looks at the paper, and then just like not like yeah. flips the page. Like this dude suffered enough. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Patton, spoilers. Patton shows up. It says he's the Secretary General. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think there could be like the Liberator s storytelling type? but, like, different aspects of the war. Like, one for the Pacific, one, one for, for the... One for the Pacific? Yeah. I think you you could only really do this for the America, or the, the Allies, right? Right. The British hence, version, the right, Liberator. Right, right. Hence so the Liberator. You, right. you could do, like, uh, the Battle of Britain, mm. the Liberus, Liberator type of storytelling thing, you know, the Battle of Midway, or right, assaults right. on, you know, the, any any of the, the Pacific theater campaign. Yeah. Know, it's, I personally would like to see them follow those unregular battalions, mm-hmm. right? Because the, the library was built on that. It was not just ragtag, like, ragtag, but they were from diverse cultures, right? One was like, well, they're Indian, a Native American, Mexican, a Mexican, right? Like American cowboys American, from yeah. Arizona. And <laughs> like that, that appealed. And that's mostly why I wanted it to be more because I want to spend time with them more. Yeah. But yeah, I would like to, I feel like it would be more, like a little bit more towards the liberal-esque because it's like it's a double entendre right mm-hmm. they, they don't have the same rights when they're back home but when they're in england not england we're in europe fighting with you know shoulder to shoulder and all that is thrown out the window mm-hmm. and, they, and they become liberators what about doing a story about china during World War II, mm, how like, the Kuomintang and the Communist Party literally had to stop their civil war, come together, mm-hmm. and fight the Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that mean, uh, that that would, you know, like the rape of Nanking, yeah, stuff like issue, that. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, that would that would be something. We don't see a lot of that. We don't. Either, yeah, right? that that atrocity has been widely like ignored. Right. Right, I mean, it, it's, well, it sounds fantastical too if you really mm-hmm. think about it. Like, how many like a hundred thousand people in one day got beheaded or something? Right, like that? and then they just debauchery in the yeah. streets, right? Incest in the streets, contests like right. li- literal contests be- between uh, platoon leaders uh, to see who could kill the most Chinese people. Right, and it's disgusting, but it's, terrible. It's, it's also something that very important. Yeah, it's something especially Dachau. Right. Yeah. You go to the episode and you can't believe someone would be capable of this. Yeah. Same with the Rape of Night King. How can someone allow, if not like the troops, okay, so the the, the war crime in Dachau, when they lined up the, the troops, mm-hmm. or the injured people to shoot them, yeah. right? That's, that's a squad. But now you take that and you imagine it's a division, right? All these men, 300 men, all participating in the same war crime. Mm. 
Yeah. Right? And there's no kernel sparks to, yeah, to stop that, right? They, I mean... To stop. Yeah. But there are, like, you know, kernel, whatever the fuck, encouraging it. Right. Division commanders who are encouraging it. Yeah. And then, of course, like, not all Japanese were the ones who were, you know, always towards the emperor and then, you know, yeah. you know that kind of mindset. There, I mean, there's a reason why... <laughs> A lot of us, German and Japanese soldiers alike, had to be messed up to right. do the, the shit that they did. Right, especially with Germans. Yeah. I mean, like not all Germans were Nazis. No. Right? There are some parts who didn't like the war, and like the rape of Night King. It's, just, yeah. it's, it's, it's like at yeah. the at the end of Band of Brothers, where mm-hmm. um, after the war is done, and they have the Germans and the Americans, you know, checking papers to see who's who, what's what, trying to figure shit out. Right, and then when the when the the the, the German uh, soldiers, his shift ends. He's like, "Well, that's the end of my Second World War." <laughs> like, you don't, you don't fight, you know, the Second World War uh, just because of Nazism. You right. fight it because you're a soldier and you want to protect your country. Right, right. And, and then the Nazis. Yeah, that's just another. That. Yeah, that's right. just another aspect of of that fucked up situation. Yeah, it's. Uh, oh, what was the term where they they called all the German descent people back to the fatherland? It was like the Voichstadt. Yeah, the right. calling, the yeah. motherland calls. Right, the motherland calls. calls. Right, and then that some of them, I, I would argue, the majority of them came from America just because they were the patriotism. Right, the patriotism, but they're also disenfranchised, mm-hmm. right? Because you know they're treating them as though they're trash with the beginning of the war just because they're German. Yeah. Like how can you not like okay you not screw you like, I'm gonna go <laughs> with people who appreciate me more yeah yeah and then you, like you look at um, the socioeconomic uh, situation that the Germans were living through and not just the Germans but the the whole world because the, the 30s with the the Great Depression and stuff like that but right. seeing that Hitler and the Nazi Party were able to like relatively keep Germany afloat through, during that time. So, right. So seeing, being able to see that and not like all the horrible shit that was happening behind the scenes you'd be like hey look at least something's happening let me go back to my homeland to you know help save it or so keep it alive. Right. Right. Anything yeah. that comes after that is just you know un- yeah. unfortunate um, circumstances. Yeah. Not to dimin- diminish you know the atrocities committed by the Nazi regime. Yeah. In, you know the 30s and 40s. Uh, it's it's just terrible, but I would like to see more of that, like that card drawnish, you know, something that kind of mutes it, but mm. at the same time it doesn't. Right, right. Like, uh, again, I'm, I'm not a fan. You're not a fan. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the written stuff. I, I mean, it's it. I see the because I, I see why. Yeah. Right? A lot of the battles. I'm not saying I want these grandiose Star Wars battles, but a lot of it is because there's like three soldiers in the scene, and it, it helps reduce the amount of. You know noise yeah right if there's only it makes sense because of the the visuality to it but if, if it's more with colors mm. or something like that I, I could be on board with that I, I get I I kind of feel like the the, the style mm-hmm. is uh it makes us focus more on the human element mm. rather than like the big grandiose things you're, you're talking about mm-hmm. like I, I get what you're saying like you look at the 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 storming of the the beaches in from Saving Private Ryan, right. that's like amazing, fantastic. Yeah, a lot of noise. Yeah, there's a lot people of noise. running around. Yeah, yeah but you, you come to something like this where it, it is mainly you know focused on you know under six people mm-hmm. throughout the most most of the show, but yeah. it, it it reduces the violence and the gore and all that stuff just to the human element. 
yeah, which yeah. is what I like. Like, and that's yeah. what I liked about when they liberated Dachau, when they opened the, the the railway carriage, right? And it was just a bunch of like mannequin dummies, right? Right. But yeah. That also makes it seem like they didn't see the the humanity in these people. They just treated them like cattle. Yeah, it, it's it's the same with uh, when they they had that hill and basically, mm-hmm. well, see, it's weird because he he gets in charge of three divisions, which is a lot of people, five hundred men. Yeah. Right, and then but we only see like seven. Yeah. Right, but I do I can see that the desperation, especially when the convoy was ambushed and they're mm-hmm. like in the cold and you could see the icings on their faces stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it was something like I was like, oh my gosh, like it's, yeah. it's something that is intimate. I, I also like that in that scene where he. Um, the Germans were like, how come we're not shooting? And then their commander's like, he's not here for war. He's just picking up dead bodies. Right. Like oh, okay. okay. That makes sense. <laughs> it's like, shoot him. Like, what? He's just, you, you mowed down yeah. everyone else. But yeah, it's, it's, it's subtle, mm-hmm. right? Because there's already, a, there's, there's a, not disenfranchisement, but there's a, a toll for both sides. Yeah. Right? Like, he's talking about his family. They're dead, probably. Yeah. He's talking about his his, his uh, girlfriend, the main guy, mm-hmm. that the real Aryan dude. He's like blue eyes yeah. and stuff. And he's talking about his girlfriend and and, and how they're bombers day and night. Yeah, yeah. And both, I could see like him, Sparks, and the SS guy. Yeah, and then we even saw it in like the second or third episode, where the the Germans came up and like, "You're, I, I request the thirty minutes ceasefire to recover our dead." Right, right. And then he's talking about like, "We know you're." You're um you're being depleted, so we give you an, an option to surrender, and then like three of them just took off down the hill. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah then it the sucks. Rest of them surrendered. It sucks for the, yeah, right. Yeah. Three of them took over, and then they started like shooting at them and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it's it's I, it's like really an interesting uh, story for uh, war story. You know, something we haven't really seen. See right. now, because it shows us more of the, the the inner struggle that these people being humans and humans on both sides. Yeah, and then um, I I really like that aspect of it. You know, most war stories, it's like oh, Americans, Germans, bad, very black yeah. and white, very black, very and, black white. and white. But yeah. in this case, uh, even Banner Brothers, if you really think about it, it's very black and white. Yeah, right. You already you grew up with these people. Why would you sympathize with the enemy? Mm-hmm. But on this one, it's it's like they're the same. Yeah, right. It's just just fought, basically just fallen orders on both right. sides. Right. Even even the. Oh God! Even the episode where they they hang this the lieutenant, mm-hmm. the S the not the SS, the the German lieutenant, mm-hmm. right? It's like really why why are you still fighting? The enemy is literally on your doorstep, <laughs> right? The tanks, the wretches are coming from uh, the Eastern Front. Yeah, it's, it's Jojo Rabbit. You're right. Oh my God! <laughs> Speaking of which, jo- we saw last week. We saw two uh, World War Two movies last week. <laughs> we were right uh, on the bench, yeah. weren't we? <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's an it's a topic that we're both interested in. So yeah. any form of uh, media we could get you know, our hands on, it's something that we both enjoy. Uh, we started off watching Greyhound, which Greyhound. is uh, an Apple Plus uh, movie with uh, Tom Hanks. What he's a uh, he's a captain of a captain a, admiral captain captain, captain yeah, of a captain uh, of, I think a freight transport. Oh, it's a transport. Oh, for the for the uh, convoys. The convoys, right? He's a, you know before the United States really got into the war, yeah. there was um, the Lend Lease Act mm-hmm. that Roosevelt signed. Gave basically like put us in the war, but not really. Right. right. We we um, gave a bunch of money and guns and, and tanks and, and, and whatever to and the stuff like to the British so they could carry on the fight. But the only way really to, to get all that supply was there was via convoy uh, over the North Atlantic. Right. Um, flying wasn't really that that big of a thing back then, and the range, the mile range, was was really only 
like 500 miles offshore or something like that. Right. Um, air cover. Yeah, anything, air cover. Yeah. So there was this uh, this dead zone where planes couldn't reach, but the submarine, the U-boats could. Yeah. So they had to protect the, the, the convoys to make sure the supplies get there on time. Yeah. And uh, it was a really interesting take on seeing the maritime war, uh, you know, because there really hasn't been a lot of that. Yeah, in the movie, you know. Yeah, it's something I I love the discipline in it. Like mm-hmm. Tom Hanks really wants it to be an experience that you're in the, sh- the boots yeah. of this captain. Yeah, he produced the movie. Yeah, and it's something that uh, just like the lingo gets me all like riled up, <laughs> right? Like, especially when it's like, oh, batteries fire! Like just and they're shooting at these U boats, and then yeah. Yeah, and I like the um, like the lingo of the how strict everybody was with it. You know. Captain en- enters the bridge. Captain in the bridge, and right. everybody repeats it. Right, like he shouts I, I have order. to con. Yeah. yeah, he shouts an order. They they get it gets repeated and all that stuff. Yeah, and um, what do you think of it as a? I know you you're very strict with war movies. <laughs> so what do you what did you think of it as a war movie? As a war movie, I liked it. You liked yeah, it? Yeah, as a war movie, as a, like along the lines of say Midway mm-hmm. or. Uh, Wait, the midway from the actual midway or midway from oh, no. the, <laughs> Wait, the, the, the new one? The, uh, the, the new one, the too, new because one? the new one had that as well. There's mm-hmm. a lot of... I, I like the discipline in it, right? Like we said, the captain goes up, they always have to announce it, and then mm-hmm. he takes the con. And there's one bit where the captain's on the bridge, but he hasn't taken the con. So there's this other, uh, this other I think... Lieutenant who's mm-hmm. giving orders. The skipper, right? The, he's the skipper, right? He takes the position until the captain says he wants to take the con, and that's uh, something that you don't really pay too mind about. But it's yeah. something that, of course, Tom Hanks he worked on Batman Brothers. He wants to save in Private Ryan. Save in Private Ryan, right? Yeah, he so he knows the like, shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. As a narrative, I don't. Well, what narrative issues? What what did you have? Well, my biggest is it, it feels dis not disingenuous. It's like fractured a bit because we kind of lose track on what days or what's how long or the journey is. I think it takes place over four like, days. Four three days, or four right? Days like yeah, and it's kind of like it skips yeah. between those days, and it's a little. Uh, it's like. I remember we were saying they're like, how many U boats are those now? <laughs> and we were like counting. Okay, counting. there's one here and they're here yeah. and here, and it's a little. Uh, it feels small scale, despite it being a big, grandiose event, right? It has some really good, cool it, aerial shots. It does. <laughs> There's one scene in particular where uh, it's like it's night. The U-boats are attacking. The U-boats are attacking, and then it's it's a long shot, yeah. long wide shot. Yeah, and long it's, tracking arcing shot. Right, and it beautiful. starts going above the clouds, right? Yeah. And then you see it's it starts from the Greyhound mm-hmm. in the in the middle, and then it starts, and then you see the ground firing uh, shots at the at the U-boat, <laughs> and then you see in the distance there's another destroyer. And that's of course the other escorts, and then on the left side of the screen, it's yeah. already wide enough to see all of the convoy, and then you see another one going at it. And I was like, yeah. but you also see within those shots that they're losing some some right. some of the ships, right? The convoy ships. They're trying to get them off the yeah. convoy ships, but they're 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 hitting you there's know explosion, right. explosion, right? And then there's explosion. there's uh, what is it? A distress flares going yeah. up, you know, like we need help right now. We see a yeah. U boat, and then yeah, and then like very uh, just the juxtaposition yeah. shot of like all this horrible shit that's happening beneath the clouds and then above the clouds the Ariel 
the or was it Aurel? Aurel Borealis? Borealis? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah something like that. The, yeah, the lights. The lights. The lights. The, lights. the northern lights. The northern lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just this natural beauty and then this man-made horrors. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like those scenes are, are fantastic. Yeah. Right? Those cinematography scenes, especially with the, the in-depth discipline of it all. Like mm-hmm. I loved all that. I it's just it just feels as though there's not enough like character for him personally. Mm-hmm. Right? Looking at Saving Private Ryan, it's a journey. Yeah. Right? You're from the beaches literally and then all the way to that tiger tank at the end. In France, and, right? In France, yeah, yeah. right. Fi- finding Ryan. Yeah. Right. But this at least it feels less like even even the story with uh, the cook mm-hmm. uh, that happens off screen. Yeah, and you're like, okay, cool. What happened? Yeah, like I, he di- I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like he died. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. And then there's a replacement. Like, oh crap, there's a replacement. Like I feel that emotion at yeah. the base level, but other than that, it's it's the base level. Like I feel sad for like puppies getting kicked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you have to take also into consideration like how much actually action do you can you fit in in that you know that period of time you yeah. know there it it does go from i think it was like a four day movie I, takes place I, over four yeah, days right? i think it is four days yeah and uh so a lot of that time you know there, there is the time skip so what's gonna what are they gonna show in the, between those times right you know? right and and i think a movie like that it would be a more interesting to shoot at night like in the nighttime, you know. So, mm. so if anything would happen, you know, just be be at place at, at night. Aside from that sh- shot when he literally just fucking r- ricochets a torpedo <laughs> <laughs> yeah. from the boat. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Or yeah. When they lit up the 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 U boat. Yeah, on both sides, they're they're trying to do a fucking they're Pirates of the Caribbean. Right, right. There are fantastic shots. It's. It, it's a it's a fine line, mm-hmm. right? You want to tell a compelling story, but you also want it to have the narrative World War Two weight, like the realism to it. Yeah. And you can't fit it all in one span of two episodes. Uh, two yeah. episodes, two hours. Yeah. Like, I think it was under two hours. It was under two hours. Yeah. Yeah. I it's a lot of. Double check. Okay. But it's it's, it's <laughs> a lot of. Uh, I, I feel like it would it would have been better if it was say two days. And then they they span they long long jaded, <laughs> they stretched out those two days for okay. the middle acts. Yeah, I see what I see what you're saying. Have yeah. it be a, the shorter period of time, but I think also that would that would uh, damage its uh, reality. Like how long do, did that journey take? Right, and, and I, I feel like that's what he wanted the yeah. most. He wanted you to literally be there with him at the beginning because he's he's praying, and at the end of the movie, spoilers, he's, 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 he's praying, yeah. <laughs> which. <laughs> doesn't bother me like sometimes when when they do like have that religious aspect of it it mm. kind of feels like it's ham-fisted and yeah. like they try to shove it in yeah. but in this movie it doesn't really it didn't bother me yeah. like it felt natural it felt like it came to it like this person you could clearly see that he's you know some sort of spiritual religious person and he trusts in uh in yeah, the higher power in the higher right. power to protect him right and at the end of it you know, he was protected, so he's thanking him. Right. Yeah, and it's it's something it's something being said where he keeps it in his cabin. Mm-hmm. Right? He doesn't bring that up, other than when he before he eats. Yeah. Right. And then and then uh, yeah, and then it's it, because it seems like he he leaves. He he says he does that religious aspect in his cabin, but when he goes out of it, he's a soldier. Yeah, and he had and he has to focus on that. It's an hour and thirty one minutes. An hour and thirty one minutes. So take ten minutes you know, roughly for credits, 
An hour and 20? An hour and 20. It, se- it feels... Longer? Well, it feels like an episode of something. Yeah. Right? Just because it's it's so dense. Mm-hmm. Right? It's four days within the span of an hour and some change. Yeah. And it feels... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I can I can explain the most. It feels very dense because it, it's there's it has a lot a, of ground to cover in a little bit of time. Exactly. Yeah, and I I don't want to say I, I don't want to say it became over bloated, mm-hmm. but it does have those instances where you uh, you kind of like forget what the main what the main <laughs> plot is going towards, which is literally from one side of the ocean to the other side yeah. of the ocean. But it's something that feels historic <laughs> like it's it's something that i could see why people wouldn't like but for world war Two, like who want to learn more about that aspect they would it's a good it. jumping point right yeah yeah the budget for this movie was 50 50.3 million and then, that's basically nothing now right right and it looked like we when the movie was over we we're talking about how you could clearly tell that most of the money was spent on the the action sequences, and <laughs> right. they didn't disappoint. They were no. really, really interesting, really, really cool shots. Yeah, um, there was a scene where they finally get to to air cover in England, mm. towards off the shore of England, and yeah. uh, the the convoys heading toward Londonbury. Yeah, Londonbury. And they call it Londonbury. Some old English type. Of <laughs> but uh, they send um, the remaining escort boats. Including Tom Hanks to uh, Liverpool, yeah, and then it shows the soldiers, which I, I didn't. It clicked on me right then. Like obviously they're going to send a bunch of sh- soldiers, right? I thought it was just going to be like, supplies and stuff like that, but it clicked on me. Yeah, no shit, they weren't going to fly. You know, there wasn't no. any AC one thirties. AC one thirties going over. Yeah, yeah, there's 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 tanks, there's supplies, and yeah. there's men. Yeah, and yeah. so the, and that boat where they were all on the, I guess you would call the bow, the mm-hmm. top of the boat, and all that stuff. Right. The men waving, thanking them, and stuff like that. Yeah, but it was clearly really bad CGI. Yeah, but the way they got it, kind of got around that a little bit was just make it backlit, so you right. don't focus on the detail. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. They they made it. They made it to the point where it was uh it was kind of like whimsical because he was a little lit up and then of course that's a back yeah yeah the yeah that's you brought it up during i was laughing too and then you you said it out loud yeah 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 um but i i really like for an e um not aviation um, maritime maritime yeah Yeah, i think it's it's really good yeah you know obviously like the the gold standard in my opinion is is midway Mm. From the actual Midway, because <laughs> like you can't. There was there was um there's this Netflix documentary called Five Came Back. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, I added that. Five it's five directors of that era. They got sent to to document the war. Right. Um. And you know they they were on the battleships. They were storming the beaches with them, and they were doing all that That's all the fucked up crazy shit, trying to. I think two of them. Mm-hmm. died actually oh wow yeah wow. yeah so and and that whole era that whole thing was about publicity right try to propaganda, drum up propaganda mm-hmm. for for the war effort and stuff like that and then they released the battle of midway yeah which is holy shit have you seen that one no i haven't i haven't seen it i will now that's <laughs> <laughs> fucked up man because you know knowing that that actually happened that he was on the boat capturing like all that crazy shit yeah it's, it's, it's it very just elevates more it. Yeah, right, it just right. elevates it to, to that. But um, what would you give this movie? A good seven. Seven? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm in the same ballpark, seven and a half. You know? Yeah, seven and a half. It was uh, entertaining, to say the least. I mean, those scenes. Like, yeah. not only the one shot, because I love it. I love, <laughs> I love those shots. And it, it's it's in my head. And it's like, it's so freaking, it's like, it's another day. And yeah. it goes up. 
But uh, yeah, the 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 ones where the the ducky, the British frigate, was trying to destroy the U boat. That and, was like, pretty cool. That U boat being like a taunting asshole. And, that was creepy. It was. That was and it was, it was creepy. creepy and where he was taunting, but mm-hmm. it was creepy with that how he has our communication, mm-hmm. right? He has our radio frequencies and stuff. What well, else? I mean, you just have to like change right. the channel until you hear them talking to each other. Right. Well, well, like what else? It, it adds an element of like, what if they know? What if they know the, the, where we're going, what the trap is? Like, there's one at the end where uh, they wanted the air reinforcements because they need them. Yeah. But they don't know whether or not they're listening. So they kind of, they, uh, was it, they one word, like help? Yeah. Uh, they, the radio operator? He was trying to come up with a, a message to to notify the... Like the British the forces? British were, yeah, right. to, that they needed support because they only had, uh, like, six more... Yeah, was it called? Well, uh, Ducky was uh, the British frigate was incapacitated. Yeah, that one went down, so they only had three out of four. No, but they had depth charges. They oh. didn't have enough depth charges oh, to, yes, to yes. keep going for the the remainder of the of the the, the, the trip. Right, right. And I don't think that they used depth charges from there on out. Right? They, no, I think every from every uh, U boat that they took out was, was the battery. Water. Yeah, oh, it was the main batteries. Now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. Which is great. That's great continuity. Mm-hmm. Right? Usually yeah. they kind of forget about like, like <laughs> how, many bullets, yeah, how many bullets do we have? Like, I don't know, unlimited. Let's just keep yeah. firing. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good pick. I didn't notice that. Yeah, that's the trope of every action movie that they never reload. Yeah, I was... Except John Wick. John, John Wick, Wick reloaded. Right, I remember that was like, uh, like, he reloaded. You could actually count them. Yeah. I, I would like to see a World War II where they have those instances. Those they lulls. Reload. Yeah, where there's lulls. Because there's like instances where the battleship seems like they're always firing. Mm-hmm. But narratively, it would be a nice lull if it's like, okay, where's where's the guns? They stop firing because they're reloading. You know what would be what would be cool? Mm. I think it's the Battle of the, uh, the Coral oh. Coast, something like that. Mm-hmm. The the on the Japanese, they were trying to ambush the Americans, and the the commander of the the air, aircraft, the Japanese aircraft carrier. Ordered them to switch all the the bomb to oh, torpedoes no. from right. explosive, from like heavy explosive to like torpedoes. Right. But then like halfway through, he decided to switch them back. Yeah, and that yeah, and that kind of caught, of caught on the ground. Yeah, so yeah. Like, that would be an interesting aspect to see. Yeah. Like yeah. really tense, like holy shit. Right. Right. Unfortunately, it's, it's for the bad guys, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I mean, letters of Iwo Jima and flags of our fathers try to show both sides, but yeah, again, it's it's hard to. See, kind of sympathize with people like, yeah, kill yourself, right? I think you captured. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, and the second movie we watched was Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. It won an Oscar for Adapt the Screenplay. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I love this movie. <laughs> this movie was amazing. I, I do too. It was uh, satire for this, but so much satire. And you, we were, you were discussing about how there's a whole section of the the movie watchers that didn't like it right and i didn't really understand why because clearly it's satire right like it's not praising anybody and in the fact it's even probably doing the opposite of praising right it's it paints these nazis as though they're superheroes right yeah. to be praised and obviously they're doing horrible crap yeah right so how do you yeah it's obviously it's satire and i just Looking at it now, I feel they stopped watching the first 15 minutes mm-hmm. because it goes like ham fist out of nowhere. Like, yeah, these aren't these aren't good people. Yeah, even like um, uh, 
Taika Waititi's portrayal of Adolf Hitler. Mm. It was funny because, like, he said, like, oh, I'm this awesome, awesome person, but, you know, sometimes people call me a mass murderer, maniac, or whatever. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that after every time where they, they seem to have elevated the Nazism, mm. I think at the same time, they, like, the next scene or the next sentences that's being said, they knock them down back to where they belong. Right, right. In the bottom. And yeah. It's, it's funny, though, because, like, at the same time, the movie is rooted in some sense of reality. Yeah. You, know, you think about how, you know, the Germans, they saw the Nazis back then as, like, these superheroes, like you said. Yeah. Especially, like, the, the, the ones who bought into the fanaticism of it all. Right. And the kid, he bought into it. And he saw it, like, oh, my God, Hitler is the best thing ever that's going to happen to us and stuff like that. Yeah. But, He's oblivious because of his fanaticism to all the horrible shit that's happening to right. him until it hits home. Yeah, he doesn't. Right, <laughs> right he doesn't know. Right, yeah. it's it, it's the point. Like, oh yeah, Nazism is like it's the superhero aspect, but he doesn't know why. Yeah, right? there's no there's no like the bloodiness where they took control of the government. There's yeah. no none of that agenda. There's no. It's just they're cool. Yeah, praise them and then. It, it's, it seems like like they're baseball players, right? And they have these mm-hmm. posters. Like, he goes to his room and he has these posters of like Adolf. <laughs> For some fucking reason, he has a poster of like, I think, uh, a weapon system, a German weapon system. Like mm-hmm. how to shoot this rifle. I was like, why? How does a kid, why does a kid have like these in- propagandic ex- expressions, uh, like instructions? Yeah. And how to use a gun. Oh, if you have a T-34, which is the Russia tank. Yeah. And which we saw. <laughs> and it's like, why do you have diagrams of where to shoot? Like, yeah. You think about it, but then you realize, like, oh, that's why. And that's another reason why I yeah. love this. Because yeah. it's very subtle. It is. At the beginning, in case you, we picked it up. Yeah. But at the beginning, there's a line of people. Yeah. Right? And then obviously, it's a ration line. But mm-hmm. it's World War Two, so why is there a ration line in the heart of Germany? Yeah, we were trying to figure out, like, placing it um, timeline-wise where the movie takes place. Like, right. uh, towards the end of the movie, they say Hitler killed himself. Yeah. You know, so that puts it at 1945. But then they say things that puts it, like, 1943 or 1944. <laughs> so we're trying to figure out, like, where does exactly does it does it fit. Yeah. But I guess we just came to the conclusion where... It, it's not really set anywhere. It's just like an overarching arch of things. Right. It's like it's a German village. Yeah. Right. It can be taken as a any German village. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I yeah I like that um, the subtlety of it all is just if you don't really know your history, your World War Two history, there's a lot of things that are gonna fly over your head. Yeah, or you get offended on. Apparently. Yeah, or you get <laughs> which leads to being offended. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. But it's so well done. It's this story, it's adopted. It's adapted by uh, from a book, right? Right, right. Yes. Uh, I haven't read the books. There's a movie now, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's really well done. Like how um, the the. Uh, Sam Rockwell's German character. <laughs> yeah, I, oh my god, I love his character. Yeah, because it's like yeah, I'm here now because he's blind, he can't fight or so yeah, he can't but shoot. He's shooting, <laughs> he's like an A shooter and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he's like shooting everywhere, and it's just like this like underlying gay thing with uh, the with uh, the lieutenant, the mm-hmm. one that's next to him. Like they're sharing cake. Yeah, they're like looking they, deep they, into each other's eyes. They, you know hint of some sort of homoerotic uh, relationship that they carry yeah um and it's funny though because like in the beginning when they go to the what's it the hitler youth scouts yeah. <laughs> and uh the the older teenagers 
like the next scene they're being sent off to war right right and then towards the middle of the movie there's uh the 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 truck yeah like the transport yeah, the transport vehicle yeah. is coming back with a whole bunch of hurt um yeah. uh, soldiers but it's not really like parked on you know you see it you notice it but it's like oh you know it's it's in the middle of the scene where like you have to enjoy life right right, right. but it's it's clearly laying the dark undertones of what's really happening yeah because they're super excited they're like we're going to war hi yeah. you're staying here boy well, he was picking up uh, salvage yeah and you're picking up salvage and then a couple of minutes later it's them and then we're we came to the conclusion that yeah the guy that spoke a lot he's dead yeah he, he died he died i mean he's overzealous he probably like went in first yeah, yeah. <laughs> went running and, yeah. and died. Yeah, because all of them, they look... Even uh, Scarlett Johansson's character is like, welcome back, boys, and they're just, like, defeated. Yeah. They're injured, yeah. They don't... Uh, but, oh my God, like, there's so much, like, to think about this movie. Do you think it should have won uh, more awards? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm biased because, mm-hmm. you know, we're World War II junkies. Mm-hmm. But you can really delve into the subtlety to it. Yeah. Right? Especially with Hitler at the beginning. Yeah. Where he's wearing these bright colors, and, you know, he's, like, super airy, and he has blue eyes, you know, black, you know, he looks, like, full-figured. But towards the end, it's more of the Hitler we know. Yeah. Right? He has a dark colors. He's crazy as hell. He's already a bullet in his head. <laughs> like, you know, he doesn't look as though it's, like, that superhero-esque character that the character built towards the beginning. Yeah. And then yeah. at the end. I like that when um, they said, oh, Hitler killed himself, and the next time he imagines him, he has a bullet yeah. hole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't, there's no more, that innocence is gone. Yeah. Right, and it's it's something that you don't have to have a film degree to delve into. No. Right, it's something that's, it's subtle, sure, Yeah. but it's something that you don't, you know, you don't need someone ham-fisting or explaining it to you. It's something that you can pick up, yeah. and that's what makes it great, because it doesn't cater to that subset. And movies, you know, you have to understand it deeper. But no, it's it's right there in your face. Yeah, and it's like if you go in without any aspersions, mm-hmm. you can clearly see what they're hinting at. Yeah. But if if anything, you see something that you know warped your mind, your way of thinking, or whatever, you're easily offended, or you know, you're looking for something that's not there. Right. Or you're looking for the wrong thing. Then I could see why you know people didn't like the movie, thought they were glorifying Nazis or whatever x yeah. amount of reasons. But yeah. you you see the movie and clearly that they're not right. Like uh, the scenes where um, his friend, his little friend, what's his name? Uh, no. Oh, no, not Gibby. <laughs> uh, Yibby or Yabby or whatever the, the little kid, the round dude, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the little, little, the little chubby dude. Yeah, and he's like carrying fucking. Pants for Faust and, <laughs> and like yeah, like doing right. this, this crazy shit that adult you would imagine like adult soldiers would do, but then you realize that a lot of the the defenses for these cities once the Germans and the Americans were in their back doors right. were the oh, children, the, yeah, the children, <laughs> the Russians and the Americans right. and the British right. were children, were the elderly, were you know people who farmers exactly right. yeah right. And it's funny because like there's a scene where there's a bunch of farmers and they're teaching them how to use <laughs> <laughs> rocket launchers. Right. Yeah, like he's. That. I remember he was lugging. Yeah, he was lugging a like a Panzer Faust or Panzer Shrek or something, yeah. and he drops it and goes off. Yeah, right, <laughs> and stuff like that. And it's okay. It's funny, ha ha ha. But it's That's dark. A reality. It's dark, dude. Yeah. Like yeah. these are children and they're playing soldier. Yeah. Right, and the rally doesn't sit until 
I mean, at least for the main character, until something close home happens to him. Yeah, which was it caught me by surprise. It caught me by surprise too. It shouldn't it shouldn't have because we could have seen the writing on the wall, but I guess we were so invested right. that we didn't we didn't um, catch it. But no, spoil. This is a spoiler. By the way, yeah. yeah so uh, Scarlett Johansson plays the little kid's mom. Right. And it said that uh, his dad is often fighting the war. You know, that's the German hero that his son believes him to be. Yeah. But. So, like little by little we start seeing that the mom is part of the resistance yeah even to the point where she's harboring a, an enemy of the state a Jewish girl right and then um, they they do the sequence where it's um the little boy and then the mom is on like a platform above him dancing yeah, yeah it's a funny scene yeah it's, yeah, a, it's like a nice this, it, it's the same scene one. that leads into the, the 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 transport vehicle with a bunch of hurt soldiers coming in right it's that scene it's the start of that scene yeah where she's dancing she's you know talking about enjoying life and all that stuff and then um you know cut to 20 30 minutes later the boy is has a butterfly yeah and the butterfly, you know, he starts chasing the butterfly and then lands, just so happens to land at the feet of the mom who's, who they hanged her. Right. So he, he pans up, sees her shoes, and he's like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, and then that's when shit for him becomes real. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he abandons the fanaticism that he had for most of the, the, the movie and realizes what horrific things that the, the Nazis were actually doing. Right. Yeah. And it's uh, something that, yeah, it, it, it is, because like, it's, again, it, it's something that it's, the mise-en-scene of it is very blatant, yeah. right? It's not blatant to say that you can't, no, you can't see beneath the surface, but the scene, it's it's a little more, like, rubble, it's a little muted, yeah. right? The only thing that's very vivid is the shoes and well, the all, butterfly. I would imagine, I would say that the shoes are only vivid because they were bright red. Right. But yeah. if you look at, if you look at from there on out, the movie takes like, the, the colors are a little more muted. They're not right. as bright as, as they were. Right, right. And, and it, it's, it's good because it's, that's the turning point, right? Yeah. And it's, uh, it's something that can be universally felt. Mm-hmm. A little, a 10 year old boy loses his mother. Right. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be in a set of war or, you know, oh. the worst atrocities right. committed in Mannheim in recorded humankind's history. Right. It's and then, just a little boy lost his mother. Yeah. And then it's something that you, <laughs> you can have one say, like, yeah, she deserved to get hanged. Like, then this movie, you missed the point. Exactly. Right? This movie, you missed the point of the movie. But if it's the it's it elevates that how easy kids... Adults mm-hmm. at this point are easily bought into this idealism, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to be an adult. You don't have to be anyone can be bought into this idealism, yeah. but it, it, because yeah. they're not invested in it mm-hmm. as much, it makes it clear that anybody's vulnerable. Exactly. And um, unfortunately, it, this story is told through the you know the wide-eyed point of view of a ten-year-old. Yeah. But when the reality comes crashing in on him. You know, he's left basically alone. Right. Nobody to, right. To, right. To, to rely upon. And, yeah. You know, you think about uh, post-World War II Germany. Like, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if there was... Obviously, there are situations like that. I wouldn't be surprised if the, the little boy, you know, ended up dying or, you know, his right. life was... It was a rough time yeah. after that. I mean, there's a scene where he's wearing a German uniform. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that uh, I forget where he got it from. I think it was his dad's. Or was no, it? it was. Um, remember when Rebel Wilson 
mm-hmm. was was leading the Hitler Youth into right. battle, and then he's right there. Oh, right. So she takes a, a she takes soldier off of a, the jacket off of a dead soldier and puts it on him. Like, yeah. oh, go, go fight. Like, go, like, give wear that this, they won't shoot you. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and then, then the, the Russians are just scooping up people who have uniforms. I think that was American by that point. Mm. It was an American. Was it American? He, yeah, I feel like he, it was they were both yelling in, in English. Right. But it, I like that that too because the movie's mm-hmm. in English. But when the American, well, I think it's the American. The American mm-hmm. soldier picks him up and it's calling him a dirty fucking Nazi. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's. They're both speaking in English, but the little boy's like, I don't understand what you're saying. Right. Because it's right. like it's that play of words or whatever. Yeah. Like play they, of language. They get it. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Um, I I don't know. I could have been Russian. Okay. I Put think as we're both yeah. sure, yeah. Um, so yeah, so he has that jacket on. It takes him to the holding area where a whole bunch of uh, Nazi soldiers are. And then uh, Sam Rockwell's character, who really was like the father figure, right? Right, right. Of I mean, the, it feels like he, uh, at the beginning, he felt like he sympathized with the mom. Because mm-hmm. the mom, like, kicked him in the nuts. <laughs> and, like, and, you know, started berating him. Like, yeah. you don't want me to lose my son? He's like, no, ma'am. <laughs> He's just, like, holding his crown. Like, yeah, and it's... Uh, it felt like he was either part of the resistance or he had some sort of familial ties to them or just disillusion. Probably the, the, the understanding of that the war's coming to the end. Yeah. Because there was a scene where the, um, the SS... Oh, <laughs> they they go into uh, Jojo Rabbit's home, and the, the the little Jewish the Jewish teenager she's she comes out and she pretends to be uh, his sis, his older sister who who we know died. Yeah, and uh, she presents a passport, yeah. and they ask the birthday, and she says the wrong date. But Sam Rockwell is the one who who has the the passport, so he realized that hey this person isn't who she's going to say but we're so close to the end what's the point now so he's yeah. like alright carry on and then they leave but then the, the the girl realizes that she fucked up and he knows right so to some extent I feel like you know they could have be it could have been that earlier in the war he was like this diehard Nazi right but towards the end you know his human side started I, I don't even feel like he was a Nazi either no well, yeah wasn't he a, a German soldier they put him there because he can't see him in one eye well, a German soldier, yeah, right. I see that. But like to to be, well, yeah, I guess not not saying a Nazi, probably not a Nazi, but right, for sure a German a, soldier, a, for sure uh, somebody who wanted who loved Germany, the patriotism, right, right, you know, yeah, for sure that it, it's easy, like it's especially now, mm-hmm. if you don't know your history, there's a habit to put them together, yeah, right, like Nazis equals German. Right. Yeah. In that case, it wasn't. It right? was there are Germans who wanted to defend their fatherland, and there are Nazis who had another agenda, superiority. Yeah. Right. They, of course, there were two. There were both of them together, but there are instances where there wasn't. It was just you know a yeah. German soldier. Fight. It felt like one took over, took advantage of the other. Exactly. Right. And you, you see that disillusionment towards the end. Mm-hmm. Where it's like really we let the Nazis go, bring us down this path. Yeah. And uh, Sam Rockwell's character, you know, takes the boy. And, and another yeah he basically ends up um, in a way sacrificing himself so the, the little boy could go home yeah and um, you know it's another aspect of the movie that was like he I lost guess, his mom yeah. and his father figure. his father figure yeah. right. I just fucked up to <laughs> what he did to the Jewish girl <laughs> at the end of the movie he's like no the war's not done 
and I'm like, well, I have an escape plan, and she just walked, they just walk out the door. Yeah. And she sees the American, <laughs> the American Jeep with, the, with the American flag. <laughs> the American flag, and he slaps him, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, like, they, we never really know what happens to the sister, which I kind of, I think it's, like, suicide. It's, suicide? You're right, because, uh. There's one where he's writing, he's fake writing that it's the boyfriend mm-hmm. right? or the, the fiance. And then um, he writes about the sister and then he says, like, I don't want to kill myself. And he feels as though he knows, like, it's it's a lot of work. Yeah. Like, he knows what it feels like to be that in that position, losing a loved one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they leave it a little open-ended. Again, it's whatever you want to say. It's like, if it's happy, he survived. Like, yay. But, you know, in World War II, towards the end. Yeah. He survived. But in what reality? Right. No, right. That's, that's the thing. That's true. Is it, is it through a 10-year-old boy's lens where it is? Or is it through the Jewish girl's lens where it's more realistic? Mm-hmm. She knows more what's going on. Do you think that they, they stay together from here on out? I don't know. I don't. It depends if you want to be a pessimist. Or, <laughs> I want to say yeah. Yeah. Like they stay together. I mean, it's the house belongs to him, basically. Yeah. Right. It's parents are gone and stuff like that and she said she was 16 right yeah so i mean you know 16 in 1940s germany you're basically like a 45 year old (laughs) right yeah you're the next generation yeah right yeah 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 it's like all the adults are gone yeah most of them are yeah Yeah. so i i would i would like to believe that they you know they the girl stuck around for um, at least till he became old enough to fend for himself Right, or he just be- she just became the sister, the older sister, the yeah. caregiver, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what would you give this movie? Out of ten. Out of ten. Yeah. Nine. A nine. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty high up there. I mean, World War Two. I'm already like invested, but you had an emotional aspect to it, and uh, a really well told story. Yeah. Told story. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm right there with you, like a nine. Yeah. It's um. It's criminal it didn't win more than an adaptation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's. I feel like that's more credence towards word of mouth. I mean, mm-hmm. it probably got bad press when it came out. But, I mean, you look at the people behind it, Taika Waititi. Yeah. He's, like, basically Hollywood's, you know... Golden boy. Yeah, golden boy right yeah. now. Yeah. Did Ragnarok save the Thor franchise? Save the Thor franchise. Made I don't. I'm not sure. I don't know the numbers at the top of my head. But his his first endeavor, uh, what they do in the shadows, mm-hmm. was like I think a fifteen million dollar budget, and he quadrupled that. It's it's impressive, crazy numbers. Yeah, let me just double check right now. Yeah, I don't, well, want, don't quote me on that. Yeah. I remember sitting in class and uh, looking up the numbers. I was like, oh my gosh, he. And then after that, that is an indie film too. Uh-huh. So after that movie, he did Ragnarok, and then his his career went up. It's blurred, yeah. Yeah, because it's like. All right, so he, uh, what we do in the shadows, two thousand fourteen came mm-hmm. out. Budget one point six million. Oh my God! Look what he, what was his box uh, office? Box seven. Seven, yeah. So all of that, the the seven million, you have to take into consideration how wide of a release. Like, yeah, there's a lot of things, not just because you assume, oh, we did seven million, it must have not done well, but it right. might have only been in like a hundred movie theaters. Right, right. It's so, fairly indie. I mean, yeah. it's very, it's uh, it's like a, what is it? Where you have the camera. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like they're recording it through people, like not lost cam, but uh, filmed and through uh, found found footage. Yeah, kind of found footage, but it's not found. It's a documentary style. Uh-huh. Actually, it make it gives credence to Jojo Rabbit because it's very uh, it makes fun of the different vampires in the industry. The era? Yeah, in the era. so you have the classic vampire, you have like Lost Boys, and then you have a uh, Twilight. 
uh-huh. like the sparkly Twilight vampire. So it's a, it's a mockumentary. Yeah. So Jojo Rabbit, it makes sense. It's kind of like it's a satire and mockumentary kind of style. Yeah. Um, and he's also involved in the the Star Wars, right? Isn't he doing? Oh right, he was IG eighty eight. IG eighty eight. But isn't he like also writing or producing or something? I believe. I think yeah. he did direct one. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I I I don't like what he said about um, that jokes don't have to be like super offensive or super raunchy to be funny. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's you know that's your opinion. Yeah. You're, if you're able to you know make people laugh having this squeak, squeaky clean comedy. To some extent, and that all power to you. Right. But some people have a much wider uh, sense of humor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So right. you know, like, and and comedy, any form of it, that's the satire. You know, without comedy, everything's just gonna hit the fucking, it's gonna go to shit. Right. So right. we can't really just start pigeonholing or trying to limit to what people um, find funny. Right. Exactly. Because it could be anything. I it mean, could be comedy. I mean, um, like. Uh, what is it? Uh, it's the drama. Drama is easy, you know, feeling making someone feel sad. But comedy is just hard. It's, it's difficult. Right? Yeah. Because people don't know. Not everyone has the same palette. Like exactly. You said. Yeah. It's, and then you look at Jojo Rabbit. It's this satire mockumentary based on, you know, one of the most horrific events the, the human race has ever lived through. Right. But me and you were laughing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Because it's it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Not in this, that bad in the movie, but ridiculous in the sense of really people bought this. Mm-hmm. Like Nazism, that's the way to go. Right. <laughs> uh, <fucking> Ernesto, twenty twenty one. That's the way to go. <laughs> Soundbite of the year. Oh no! Don't do it. <laughs> um, have you finished Ultra Carbon? Yes. How was I it? I did. I I liked it. We're at 57 minutes and we've only talked about stuff we've watched. Oh, 57. <laughs> <laughs> that could, uh, we could talk about that later. Okay. So, Art Ultra, Ultra Carbon. Carbon. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, the, it's, the first season was like Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Right? It's very, uh, it's very monologue-y. Mm-hmm. But the second season felt more, more action-y, in my opinion. There's only two seasons? Yeah. Is there going to be more? Or I don't think so. I think it's a wrap. Did it end on a wrap or is it, did it leave it open? It left it open. Okay. Yeah, I feel like it's not like uh, Into the Badlands mm-hmm. where they left it like there's gonna be next season. Like, nope, you're canceled. Right? So <laughs> Firefly. This, right, Firefly. <laughs> right? Like, nope, you're dead. You're canceled. But yeah, Altered Carbon. The first season was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. It's very. Uh, it's not violent in the sense of like let's have violence. I don't know. It's a means to an end. Yeah. Right, and I like that. It, it, it gives credence to the narrative. It gives like a weight to it. Mm-hmm. But then the second season was a little more like action packed, and I didn't really care much for that. Okay. Anthony Mackie is there. Okay, so it feels like if you want to to actually like you the stuff that you like actually you know it's stuff that will make you think. Yeah. To, to some extent, you know? yeah. You're not. You don't. Uh, buy into all the bells and whistles of explosions and gunfight and all that stuff. So it's something that actually challenges you mentally. Yeah. And season one for you did that. Yeah. There's one scene in particular. Uh, it's uh, the the main character's captured, and the uh, he gets tortured, uh-huh. right? And then tortured in the sense where he lives the most traumatic moment in his life over and over, over and over. Well, yeah. Through through VR and so but at one point through VR. <laughs> through VR, so it's repeated. Yeah. Right? They reset the. It's called a, a construct. Mm-hmm. Right, they reset the construct over and over, and he's tortured over and over. Right, 
Mm-hmm. So uh, at some point he gets he gets away uh, in terms of like he f- convinces these two lab techs to break him out, and he's like because he says he's like some cop, you know, basically the SS, and they're like, oh my god, we don't want to get in trouble, and they let him off. So this guy takes one arm, he takes the pistol, and like he blows the restraints off. He kills the two lab techs. He kills like I think uh, the other nurses working in the next room, mm-hmm. and then like he's walking, he gets I think an like the cutter because mm-hmm. they're cutting into someone next to him. Uh-huh. So he kills those two nurses. <laughs> he gets the cutter, and then the administrator walks in. He kills the administrator, and then he walks in through these double doors. And then there's those people, right? Nothing to do with the torturing, but they're they're part of the. The, the um, like the company, mm-hmm. he starts killing all of them. So vengeance. Yeah, he starts. Like, he opens the door, but they don't show it. You just hear people running. You hear gunfire, and he's just shooting everything that moves. That sounds cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'll show it to you. I mean, it's not very spoilery. Yeah. A, you don't really need more context. But he just like they're screaming and stuff, <laughs> and it's like you're like you're yeah, a kill them, like kill them all. And then um, in the second season, it's just like there's Matrix scenes where they're oh. shooting. So it gets very bloated. Fantastical. Yeah. Um, that sounds disappointing. Yeah. Um, sad. <laughs> but it, all in all, it's it's cool. The made the first season one season it's a uh, Rick Flag. Mm-hmm. The actor I don't know. Joe Kinnaman. Joe Kinnaman. Yeah, he's uh, he's great. Yeah. And then uh, Anthony Mackie. Mackie takes the same because it's all idea that bodies are sleeves. Uh, okay. So you can change the bodies. That's cool. Yeah, that's the idea because there's a whole science fiction-y stuff behind it. But yeah, that's the idea. We've seen movies, or there's there's been movies released uh, where that whole idea of the body just being the vessel. Yeah. You could transport your mind or your consciousness to somebody else. Right. Um, so I, I've always felt like that's like a cop-out, mm-hmm. to say, you know. But if it works, it works. And by all accounts, it sounds like uh, at least you liked it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not a lot of cyberpunk-y movies do well. Like cyber, like Blade Runner, mm-hmm. yeah, like oh cyberpunk stuff. But other than that, cyberpunk has been something that hasn't really been done too well or executed well. What about like a Bioshock film? Bioshock film, yeah. <laughs> if if uh, okay here, Bioshock <laughs> film. If Cronenberg uh, directed directs it. it, oh god, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> what what have you unleashed on the having a big daddy. Which is the enemy, the main enemy in Bioshock, in case. But, uh, yeah, it's like gore stuff coming out of it. It's body horror. I mean, it does, right? It's a, yeah. The whole idea is splicing genomes to yourself. That's, yeah. So imagine having that one where it's bees, and there's bees. It's basically you have a beehive on your hand. So there's bees coming out of your blood vessels. And that in Cronenberg, and it's like, oh my like God. gutsy. Cronenberg <laughs> was Stephen Lynch producer. Both numbers. <laughs> yeah, a combo. Well, Cronenberg directing. Right. Stephen, Stephen, uh, Lynch, Stephen producing. Lynch producing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would love that. Talk it's about fucked up for the sake of fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, Bioshock. Um, but then again, I still want the Killzone movie, man. Killzone by Tom Hanks. By Tom Hanks. Killzone movie of Tom Hanks. I don't I mean, know if that would. I mean, work. there's a lot of like not like basically they're Nazi, right? Yes. Yeah, well, 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 are they? <laughs> no, they're not. They're, but their their well, uniform is meant to evoke that Nazi esque, right? Yeah. Nazi esque, but they're more the German side where they're fighting for their fatherland. 
and they're yeah. wrong. I mean, they're being the invaded. Right. Yeah. Right. It turns out the ISA are the invaders. Are the Nazis? Right. Are the Nazis? They're just a nice spin. I mean, if you uh, if you have a lore book and break down every you know aspect of the world and give it to Tom Hanks, and he has that same, you know, being a devoted to that universe. Yeah. Then why not? Um. I mean, uniforms, all that good stuff. Yeah. See, but I would I would imagine anybody who has uh, like a full on respect for the source material mm-hmm. would do would do it justice. You know, like what Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks. I won't save you. Oh, excuse me. I won't save Prime Ryan, but kills us. It's crazy. Yes. Um, <laughs> but no, you're right. You're, you're 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 absolutely right. Yeah. So I I just feel like I don't know if it would be a good fit. Who do you think? Directing or producing? Directing and producing. Mm. Both or separate, either way. And my it. my mind uh-huh. ri- always is gonna come to Zack Snyder. Really? Just because he he would get down the action sequence. Okay, that's fair, but story wise. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I don't know Joe yeah. Manganiello. He Joe seems Man- like a nerd. <laughs> As director? <laughs> well, he is a nerd. So yeah, he I don't is. know. He, maybe he, he Henry Cavill producing that's producing. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, you, you, you have to put. Him. A property like this into somebody who would know the world right and as, as far as we know there are you know two Hollywood well there's a bunch of Hollywood um, nerds out there mm-hmm. but the the two main ones that I can think of is Joe Manganiello and Henry Cavill and Henry Cavill is Idris Abba into nerd stuff I think I think he is I don't remember him like making a social media buzz about it though uh, yeah see he's more of like a jack of all trades he right. does a whole bunch of stuff he does like Muay Thai fighting, he does. Uh, oh yeah, that's not the right rap, uh, uh, DJ sets and. Oh so, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I feel like he has his hands like he's gonna be too preoccupied to give this one hundred percent of his attention. Right, right. But I would say like Zack Snyder directing the fight scenes, Zack Snyder. The, the action sequences, but have like it be produced by somebody who actually knows what's going on. What What if Christopher Nolan? I mean, there's fuck, man. What are you gonna do? Tell it from like <laughs> seven different angles and fuck with the time. And it's, <laughs> I mean, Killzone. I mean, the whole idea that the ISA mm-hmm. or bad guys is already a big enough twist. I mean, you can That's build true. the Hellgast and then twist it in the midpoint. I mean, it's. Yeah, the big reveal would have to be that the the ISA are the bad guys. Right. Right. Like the the episode of uh, Futurama, the bounty <laughs> boss. Oh, right, right, yeah. <laughs> and we're the invaders. Yeah, like, we're, we're the invaders. <laughs> like, there's, like, a whole fleet of <laughs> Was it a herd of bouncing yeah. balls? Yeah, that was, like... Yeah, yeah. See, but that's, again, I don't know if Christopher Nolan would be a good fit just because, like, it, I don't see him doing any, like, this, like, fantastical sci-fi mm, yeah. action. For him, it's sci-fi, but it's more of a, you know... Mind fuck sci fi <laughs> type of type of thing. How about James Cameron then? Sci fi. Oh my god. <laughs> oh Jesus. He'll probably have to invent like a whole new way of. Uh... I mean, there's already the aspect of like, what was it? The Hell Gas world is a. Uh, like you can't breathe in it. It's yeah. already has that environmental aspect to it. Mm-hmm. So it's already up his alley. Oh. Well, see, if it was James Cameron from The Terminator. <laughs> the then I would say yeah. Cameron, yeah I would say yeah 100% yeah, but Avatar James Cameron what about um, Ridley Scott Ridley Scott he did Alien he did he did do it maybe Ridley Scott Alien but nowadays like Prometheus Ridley Scott 
Well, supposedly Coven, Alien Covenant was supposed Covenant. to be more in line with the Alien, right? Alien Saga, but I, I yeah, yeah, it's like, like left field. Feels, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Oh fuck it. The Takiro Tidi. Takiro Tidi. Takiro Tidi. Let it be a little bit more. I mean, there's some humor with the Hellgast. I mean, mm-hmm. like the whole world, they all just wear gas masks. Yeah. So there has to be some sort of um, dark humor spin to it that he can play with. Trying to think about, see any see that the, the problem is that we don't know if they know the, the material. Well, right. I mean, who knows the material at this point? It's been how? When did the first or oh, the third one? Right. The third the, game. The last one. Well, the, right. there was one for the PS4, which is the Shadow War. Right. Temple or something. Yeah. Like that. When did but that come out? Like 2016. I want to say. Yeah. 14, 15. About five uh, like years. What? Yeah, yeah. Five years five ago. Years yeah. So it would have to be a director of our generation. Mm. Is he our generation? Who? Matiti. No, he's like in his 40s. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I'm in... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, yeah. our generation, like it's our... I, I would say our age range. Our age range, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so somebody it. who actually grew up playing the video games, knows the lore. With technology and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, who's that though? Who would be... I don't know. <laughs> Has to come out of the shadows. Right, yeah. Um, I've been watching the X-Files. Oh, right. Spooky Month. We just oh, started. Oh, how are you liking it? How, how deep are you in? We're season one, episode five. Mm. I thought you'd be more into it, dude. You <laughs> you forget we forget how long TV episodes were back in the day. How talking long about ninety five, right? So each episode is like forty five minutes long. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, was Stargate like that? I think so too. Um, the next generation. It is. You're right. They're like an 40, hour, 45, right. like real. You have to be really invested. Be, yeah, how it used to be back then. So there's a lot of fluff. There's a lot. They have to fill out that hour. Dude, is it a lot of padding? Like the is, first couple of episodes, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like, and it's funny though because every episode is the same trope. It's uh, Scully. She's all like, I don't believe in aliens, and then in the episode is like, here's some evidence that might. At least, very least, let you question. Right. Next episode, I don't believe in aliens. I don't believe in aliens. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, Family Guy with yeah. Ryan. Like yeah. I'm an atheist. Jesus walks in. Next episode, I'm still an atheist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's it's interesting because X Files for me is that's probably what what started my fascination with the, the paranormal and the UFOs. Uh-huh. I think uh-huh. they call them aerial unidentified aerial phenomena now now a, yeah or now. oh now like in oh, today's now. time today's time our timeline really not UFOs yeah, no I think they changed that because I, I feel like huh. more specific yeah that's why very more specific yeah it's, it's supposed really to be more specific aerial. but um, like what is a flying object like yeah a kite like a kite yeah it's a little more aerial phenomena yeah so. something in the air we can't explain it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I, I have confidence in, in the show because I know how good it actually is towards, the, you know, once it really does pick up. And it's cool to see some of the, the stars of, um, that we know be in the show, like really? Seth Green. Seth Green's in it? Yeah, what Seth Green's in the second episode. He just plays some, some pothead... Extra? Uh, <laughs> That's uh, cool. Like, not, yeah, not extra because he actually has those lines and helps uh, Mulder get to the, the next arc of the story. Mm. But he's like this conspiracy, not conspiracy, but he goes to like the Area 51 that they're, that they're, you know, 
uh, surrounded or mm-hmm. they're close to looking for shit. So right. he's that character. <laughs> who um, else? Is it? Uh, so far, that's who, that's who, who I've seen. Well, yeah. that's I remember crazy. there being like a whole bunch of um, actors that we know of today in our world. That's crazy. That, have, have that were on X Files. Mm. So it's cool. Um, it's only been five episodes, season season one. But as time pr- progresses, I was talking to, to to my girlfriend. Like we've seen, Jesus. yeah, live close to a freeway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've seen like four or five like full shows, right. from start to finish. And I'm thinking X Files is going to be one that's going to take us well into next year, right? Because it's it's, gonna go it's spooky. Month. Yeah, forty five episodes. It's forty five minutes long. Episode each episode, eleven seasons. Yeah. So how long is that gonna be? Yeah, it's like a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although towards the end in the reboot, did you see the reboot? In no, X-Files? I haven't no. seen anything X Files. You haven't seen anything X Files. Yeah, the opening already creeps me out. Just I, I can't, out. Yeah, Which they like, don't do in the first season, the pilot. No, it don't. They don't. They don't. They don't do. Right. When they does don't? that come? The in? second episode. The second episode. Yeah. Is it like the like it's the, the cold open. colors? Right. Oh, really? Cold open, and then boom. Um, Intro and, intro and then continue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how, how shows used to be built back yeah. then. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. I can't wait. I know. Um, it, I like. I, I feel bad mm-hmm. because I've been watching a lot of uh, horror stuff lately. Yeah. You know, getting ready for the spooky month and just because you know what else is there to watch. <laughs> but I don't feel that fear anymore. Yeah. And I kind of feel like is something wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> is it well? It depends. Is it is it a creepy episode? Is it supposed to be creepy? Has your girlfriend seen them before? She has, but yeah. I'm talking about like when we saw mm-hmm. um, *Malignant*. Mm-hmm. She was like jumpy, you know, having normal reactions to what person would have towards something that scares them. And mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there like, when is this gonna get scary? <laughs> no, I don't. I think you're just a veteran of it. A veteran? Yeah, it's like someone who eats. A lot of spicy foods. Uh-huh. And then, well, you know, you've desen- I've desensitized myself. Right. To right. So you've desensitized yourself. Yeah. Especially when it comes to like World War II as well. Yeah. Not to go on that tangent again. again. <laughs> but it's, it's uh, like you're not surprised mm-hmm. and as much. I feel like it's like that. Yeah. Well, is X-Files no. supposed to be scary though? Isn't it I mean, in the just, time. Yeah. And in the time, it's, it, I, I guess you would, you would say like, in uh, my fridge. Oh, yeah. Okay. You would say, like, in the 90s for horror or, you know, that type of uh, genre uh, shows, what was there? There wasn't really anything like that. I mean, Star Trek, but that's not scary. But that's not scary. Yeah, it's supposed to, well, I could see a theme, like, Star Trek is supposed to broaden your Mm -hmm. horizon stuff. And I see X-Files broadening those horizons, like, it's not as everything it seems to be sort of thing. Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that would have been the closest to to like uh, exposing people to something that isn't just a you know like a straight up drama or straight up comedy. It's more you know thinkative and puzzling and right. you know, even to some extent you know horror. Yeah. Um, the every episode after the opening is like I want to believe, isn't mm-hmm. that? Yeah, I they want have? to believe. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the big thing. Yeah. Or the truth is out there. Or the truth is out there. Right. Right. So. I feel like for for that time period, the the, the mid nineties to early thousands, it must have been like this huge groundbreaking thing. All right. But taken into context now, you know, thirty years later, it's right. like and then having watched 
endless amounts of horror uh, movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Yeah, and sci-fi, yeah. I'd argue, as well, yeah. Yeah, so I don't feel like it's not having the same impact, even though I, 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 I love X-Files. It's, yeah. it's, it's, that's a show that's never going to to diminish, in my, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, from the time, especially with, like, Stargate and Star mm-hmm. Trek, those were these pioneer shows. Mm-hmm. But now that we've been, we've watched so many of those variations... And we not only that we've learned how to like write these scripts and stuff like that. Mm. You can see the underlining themes already before yeah. they even tell you. Like oh, like like what you say with Scully. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't believe. Next episode, oh, I don't believe. It's like <laughs> really, do you, why don't you believe? Like move <laughs> yeah. on with this already. Yeah. But then again, it's something that's on every I don't know Fridays back then, and it has to be kind of like sitcommy. It has to go from the beginning. There's not much development in it. Yeah. I get what you're saying, and I yeah. guess again, I guess uh, it, each episode you could consider like a one-off. Right. There's no continuity. Yeah, continuity. Scully has to be the skeptic. Yeah. I don't know Mulder is. I don't know these names. I know these names for some reason, but I haven't watched yeah, the show. Just in the zeitgeist, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I do get a lot of vibes of uh, Silence of the Lamb. Really. Yeah. Hmm. In the sense where, like, it's an FBI agent, you know, trying to find the truth and having to resort to. Um, uh, unorthodox methods. Mm-hmm. Um, like there was a, an episode, I think it was episode three, where they find, like there's a, it's based in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, the, or episode two, yeah, I think it, it was episode two, and they find a body with like two dots on her lower back. And mm-hmm. they, Mulder shows up, Mulder and Scully show up, and they exhume a body of some of a person who died with those two same marks like a couple years or months before. Oh, jeez. And the body was, like, mutated and stuff like that. Oh, so. my God. It's like, oh, my gosh, what is this? And yeah. Cue the opening. <laughs> cue the opening. So, yeah, yeah. I feel like I, I like that it's it still, you know, plays with it a little bit. You know, it's mm-hmm. not your conventional drama, not your conventional type of show, but it's it's still interesting enough to capture your attention. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. It's like Starkey. Like Stargate's this heavy sci-fi, mm-hmm. but it was mostly military. Mm-hmm. So a lot of their get-ups and a lot of the narratives were driven towards the military-esque side of thing. Yeah, I could see the, the interest in X-Files. Yeah. So as I keep watching, um, I'll give more updates of how the show is progressing. <laughs> yeah. When, I mean, now Definitely. that I have a, a different um, insight of things, like you said, we know how to construct the story, we know how... Um, the, the, the movie making or the TV show making process works and stuff like that so now seeing it through those eyes because I haven't seen it since fuck I can't I must have been a kid it's the last yeah. time I've seen it so yeah. now the passage of time you know myself being desensitized to this type of uh, genre but at the same time having a completely different view of un- an understanding of how the the, the whole process works maybe yeah. I'll learn something maybe I could pick up on stuff that I didn't pick up on there. Yeah, I know there's one episode, and it's always in the like top ten most shocking moments in TV, in TV or something like the television. It's like it's like an incest thing going on, and it's like it's supposed to be. They think it's aliens, and it's like it's not. It's, it's just humans. Humans are evil. Just Oklahoma. Yeah, just Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, and it's I, I'm I'm interested to see your take on that episode. Yeah. Of it all. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm, I'm excited. Like, How many seasons? 
think it's like 11. Oh, Lord. <laughs> 11 seasons, 8 episodes each, so to speak? Or no, no. 20, 24, 24. Yeah, 24. this is old school. <laughs> I'm talking, yeah, like I was looking through the, the, the show catalog. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, back like, in the day, they just yeah. they piled them on. like <laughs> They needed content. Yeah. <laughs> At least, uh, well, in terms of Stargate, there's always something, some overbranching narrative. Is there something for X-Files in that? I mean, the narrative is always, you know. Like what's out there. Yeah. Kind of thing. But nothing, mm-hmm. something that reciprocates another episode. Yeah, so there's uh, 11 seasons. Seasons 1 to 9 has over 20 episodes. <laughs> seasons 10 has 6, and season 11 has 10 episodes. Okay. So that's a lot. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of fucking, <laughs> a lot of show. That, that's, oh, good but, luck. <laughs> yeah, as I, as I move through the, the go through the, the, the seasons, I'll report back and you know, any insights or whatever, you know, some um, topics of discussion for us. Gotcha. Uh, let's continue on to some news. Anything you want to talk about specifically right off the bat? Disney. It's always Disney. Uh, Disney. Disney. <laughs> so, was it two months ago or so? Yeah. Uh, it was reported think, that yeah. Scarlett Johansson was suing Disney for breach of contract on the way that they distributed Black Widow. Yeah. Um, and it came out yesterday, I think, right? Today? Yes. Yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, yes. Yesterday, is that yesterday. Disney settled uh, their suit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that they're... We didn't, I didn't really read the article, but whatever Disney's going to do to keep the power, mm-hmm. as little as they possibly... as You know, not as little, but um, for as long as they possibly can, they're going to do it. Yeah. And we're speculating prior that uh, like, did they did they just like take her in the back room and like hey this is this is our power or something like that like an- would you would you say another uh, another perspective of the JFK assassination it's yeah. like there's this uh, old Bill Hicks jokes joke where he says that uh, whoever's elected president that has like this agenda of actually wanting to change things and stuff like that yeah as soon as he's elected. He gets taken in uh, the secret room, is shown a different angle of the Kennedy assassination. Oh. Like, you got any questions? <laughs> <laughs> I know I butchered that joke, but it's basically the same concept. You know, she's threatening the the powers that be, but the powers that be are like, "Listen, bitch, we got there ain't no fucking with us." Yeah, it's a uh, because. Uh, she sued him, mm-hmm. right? And then they tried to arbitrate, as in, like, go be uh, be uh, backdoors or something. Like, let's not make it public. Yeah. Right? And they're like, no, we'll make it public. And then a couple of weeks later, they settle. Yeah. So it's like... I'm sure... Like, she was asking for 50 million. Right. I'm sure they didn't give her the 50 mil. They mm-hmm. probably just mostly gave her, what, 20 at 20 best? 20 mil, yeah. Plus, uh, you know, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know you're right. That that's the most that she wants, but she highballed it so that she can get yeah, as much as she can. Yeah. But the question is still to be set, asked: like, what is the ramifications of this? Right. Like, is um, like we know it, it fucked up with Shang Chi. Like, it wasn't released on Disney Plus. It right. Was only on. Um, it was only theatrical. Theatrical. Right. So, how much of that was decision was made because of the Scarlett Johansson suit? Right, yeah. I uh, I feel as though, well, they said they were going to uh, like reevaluate their contracts. Of course, they have to mm-hmm. at this point. But 
Yeah, it's it's something said that if they might follow suit of the other studios because don't they have a forty five day window now from release before hitting their streaming services? So you think they'll they'll what, what was the window for DVD release? I think it was like ninety days. Ninety days. Yeah, ninety days. Three. Yeah, three months. Uh huh. About three months, but nowadays that's difficult to say, especially with theaters coming back up. Yeah, that's true. So they might have lessened it to forty five days. So maybe because Shang Chi is coming in November. To Disney Plus. To Disney Plus, right? Right. And it came out September, roughly mid September. Right, roughly mid September, but it's not going to be same day release anymore. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, that you know the 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 vast majority of the, what a movie makes box office wise comes from the opening couple yeah. weeks. Yeah. So you you basically what you do is you limit one aspect of that, which is a theatrical release, to and focus on the another one, but the contract doesn't specify how much right. or whatever you know how the the money's divided up on the on the uh, streaming yeah or when or how yeah. right right yeah it's it's there's an argument where this is not new media uh-huh. right it's something that's been always we've always had this but again it feels though it is in my opinion just because the contracting like where the lines are mm-hmm. or like who who does the money go to what counts as a view because Netflix still hasn't re- they don't ever I don't think ever they'll release how much viewership they get yeah they release their numbers, and every yeah. year it seems like they're in a giant hole. But right. They're still, they're still <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. And then they, how much was it last last year when we first like heard about it? Two billion or something. Right. Like and it's only gone up? Yeah. Like how are you guys paying for all of this? How come you guys aren't Redbox? Not Redboxing it. Uh, is it Redbox? Well, the one that went under. One of the Blockbuster? No, not after that. I think there was... Oh, no, I'm not Redboxing it. Uh, I was thinking of the, the, the movie service that went down. That they try to do uh, like three movies a day or something. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the, yeah. the unlimited um, right m- ticket. You can go to movies as many times as you want. Yeah, yeah and people take advantage of that. Movie yeah. star or something like that. Something along those yeah. lines. Yeah, but yeah, it's like kind of why aren't they going like that? Uh-huh. How gung ho they are with the content or buying stuff in debt. Yeah, and I feel like at this point in the game, then if Netflix tries to change their model up. It's gonna go disastrous for them. Yeah. Like um, they do have uh, some shows where they release, you know, one episode weekly, or and I've I've read articles when they're they're like considering having commercials, some sort of advertisement. Right. Like Amazon, what they do is they don't specifically have advertisement, but they have advertisement for other Amazon products, mm-hmm. other Amazon properties. Mm. So it's like the synergy within it all. Yeah. But I feel like Netflix because. Netflix is really the the one who started this whole binge watching and you know everything at your fingertips type of culture that we live in now. Yeah. If they try to change that, it's gonna go bad for them. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they should do that either. Yeah. I mean, it feels even now we're taking those binging, mm-hmm. those binging uh, styles, and we're taking it to other streaming services mm-hmm. like Disney Plus with their What If. Mm-hmm. Like I at first I was going on with the Star Wars right because it gives room to you know. Uh, unpack and think about what you just watched but now I'm just impatient yeah right so I want to watch what if and it feels as though their their own narratives enough for them to stand on their own and I can think about it later down the line mm-hmm. right um, it's it's crazy like we were talking about this beforehand but to what end is this gonna be um, yeah we know that the the music industry basically decimated by the streaming services 
Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, when the whole Napster thing started with back in the early 2000s, late mm-hmm. 90s, mm-hmm. with Metallica and all that shit, like that would have been the perfect point for them to you know start to adapt and adjust. Yeah. But they they clinged on to the method that they had that they had um, implemented to you know dominate the the, the artists uh, that when it, the, the industry collapsed collapsing within itself that now they're you know rushing to fuck to, to yeah. keep the control right right and by by whatever means necessary so wow. do you think it's gonna be sorry when do you think that that no, that iron fisted kind of like holding on to the old would continue with the new media and streaming i don't think so yeah you you have to now take into consideration the the content creators the actors the directors all that stuff and basically now be partners rather than employees right like you look at the movie industry when it first started it was like these major these four or five major uh, production companies who basically owned the producer the director the actor right and, and and they weren't allowed to work for anybody else until their contract was was over. But these contracts were basic, essentially like some sort of slave labor. Right. Their whole lives. Yeah, their whole lives. Yeah. You know, you make seven movies with us, but the seven movies would be you know drawn out and crazy and right. super grueling and that type of shit. But the, but at the same time, there were directors and, and actors in that period of time who thrived on it. Yeah. But now. You can't really do that just because the the options are more. There are a lot more options. They're out there. You know, we talked about Netflix. They have deals with Scorsese, with Adam Sandler. Yeah, Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Like what? What the fuck? Yeah. So now they don't have to specifically work with, say, the Disney's of the world, those Warner Brothers, the Universals, that type of shit. Because now there are more options. And even uh, Nolan. Uh Right, Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. Left WB. Basically, read. Put WB back on the map. Right, right, and then he's like, "Nope, I'm gone." Mm-hmm. And stuff. It, it's it's funny that you mentioned it too. Is uh, with that restrictive, you know, the actor working only on the studio's films. Mm-hmm. It's like a th- the superhero genre. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you can't. Chris Pratt, not Chris Pratt. Um, well, Chris Evans, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah. Like he can't be in a DC film. Not that high profile. Right, no, right, right. But, he can. but then you have uh, like Idris Elba. Yeah. He's uh, Heimdall. And I, I would argue that he was like, you know, everyone knows Heimdall because he was in all of the movies. Mm-hmm. But now he's in The Suicide Squad. Bloodsport. Right? Yeah. Bloodsport. And then you also with uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Another, what's in the other, the Polka Russian. Man. Yeah, Polka Dot Man, right? See, so, but, but these aren't the major characters. Right, that's you know, fair. They were secondary characters. Yeah. But know? it's like, it's something that's in the base level. Mm-hmm. Might as well go up. Yeah. Right. Like, you're never going to have RDJ be fucking... <laughs> Iron Man Iron, or Tony, yeah. yeah, forever. I I just saw a film with him in Due Date. Oh yeah, right? I saw that. Yeah, movie. <laughs> I saw that movie. it's the last day yesterday, right? Yeah. It was sad. And it was on Netflix the last day, and I was like, okay, I'll get some, I'll get stoned, and I'll, I'll watch. Yeah. You, did you go to the place? No, I did. I had some leftovers from uh, a stash. Uh-huh. I was like, I'll finish it off, and I'll head over there. But yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's Robert Downey Jr. and it's something like if it was back then. He couldn't be in other other films. It might like ruin the image. Yeah. But nowadays, it seems like everyone's cross pollinating. Yeah, and like the 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 actors and for, for the actors at least for sure have the liberty to pick and choose what scripts they work on. Yeah. Um, back in the day, they didn't. You know, they signed off for seven movies and whatever seven movies the the com- the production company decided they would be in, they had to be in it. You know? Right. Um, right. and. 
So now I feel like since there are more options, I feel like both or well, all all parties involved for making these you know stories and productions and stuff like that have to work together. Yeah. Or else it's going to become like the the next movie industry. Right. It's like I I don't like the fact that Hollywood as a whole, movies and TVs are built on this gig factor. Yeah. Right. There's always some. It's it's obviously it's word of mouth. I mean, like you know who you know who you know you go into it. But it's it's a whole industry that's built upon that, that you're easily expendable and you're easily replaceable. Yeah. If something was more solidified, like you said, and it trickled down to that they need to make these garner these relationships, it can't just be like, oh yeah, I worked on this show. Like no, you're part of say the WB production crew and you work on every show that's a WB production. Yeah. It was more like along those lines. And I feel like it'll thrive more just because it's it'll make a culture rather than it being like, you know, okay, go to the next job. You don't really build much. Yeah. But that would be only like for below the line people. Yeah. You know, everybody above the line, that's a different story. Yeah. But yeah. for below the line, like we were talking about how there's a a strike. Yes. Or they're they're threatening a strike, right? Right. Yeah, I think it's happening. Happening now. It's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, it's planned. Over what's some dispute. Usually the strikes are because of um, like health or whatever benefits, but now it's... It's the streaming services, right? Like you said, with uh, Johansson, it was kind of the rallying cry, but it was... The first major... Right, first inklings that maybe they need to know whose money is going who. And I'm going to butcher it because there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of avenues of it. But essentially what I think is that the money isn't reaching those who worked on it because yeah. the streaming service construct is difficult to divvy up where the money's going where. Is it going to the producers? Is it going to the production houses? Is it going to the directors? It, it depends, especially with viewership as well. How yeah. does that factor into it? Because when it's movies... It's obvious box office, mm-hmm. right? And then TV, it's views, right? Yeah. Whether or not to cancel or let it keep going, and then, and that way you keep people on to work on it, blah 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 blah. But for streaming services, it's always either like the fact that they release all of the episodes. Does that factor into it? It's very conf- yeah. It's a wild wild west. Like we're back to square one with the streaming services. See, what, uh, what I'm afraid of is that the streaming services are going to become like the next. They're going to be, you know, uh, taken over and molded into something that benefits more of the production companies rather than the, the viewers. Right. And um, we're going to lose that aspect of, of, you know, that wild, wild west freedom. Like we talk about it with podcasts. Yeah. You know, we've, uh, we're still basically in the infancy of how podcasts can be monetized, even yes. though there's, what, like almost two million? Like two million, <laughs> yeah, a lot of, yeah, yeah. But I remember when I first started listening to podcasts 10 years ago, you know, they've only been around for five at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was completely different. You know, you, you, you have people from back then who still managed to hold on to the podcast to today saying like oh i don't think i could ever advertise on the show like split it like drop just drop some advertising in the middle right but then you look you listen to their shows now and boom they're dropping advertising in the middle right right so it's like we're gonna lose some of the aspect of how i feel the the the, what podcast really um drove me to listen you know it's entertainment it's something where you have an hour and a half to yourself or whatever you're driving you're 
commuting or something and you have something to listen to, you, it could be an informative comedy, horror, whatever it is. Whatever yeah. genre you could think of, there's a podcast for. Right, right, yeah. But I feel like now because it has become this medium of of able to, to you know, advertise, I feel like that's starting to ruin it. Right. Mm-hmm. And with the streaming, you know, for it to really, really stay afloat, if it's not a subscription-based type of thing, the, sub, the advertising is going to be the, the issue. And the same thing that ruined TV is the same thing that that's ruined a whole bunch of things YouTube fucking right. that advertising destroyed YouTube right the, the whole foundation is that they have to make money somehow yeah but whether or not what you sacrifice for that money mm-hmm. depends on you it's like Netflix I mean we talked about it to death that Netflix doesn't want to release their numbers yeah. because we don't know what's 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 the take back Mm-hmm. Right? What are what are we losing? Is it something because like I'm even paranoid now when I watch a Netflix show and then there's like a food in front of it? Like, is, are they getting money <laughs> from that? Messages? Right, <laughs> right. It's like some they, they eat snacks and it's not this off-brand like television or film. It's actually brands. So is there some branding towards that? Uh, I mean, yeah. I think with Netflix and it is a little harder just because we don't know the numbers. Right. But we we're safe to assume that whatever is on Netflix, you know, has the potential to have millions and millions of eyes watching it. Right. So I think the in that aspect the the you know this first hand is it is it advertising but like within the show like right. the, the name brand type of advertising right, you see right. the so companies good. are more inclined to you know let it be yeah. because they know that would drive right drive the um, drive the the drive their sales up like famously a couple of years a few years ago the chefs one saw us with Rick and Morty. <laughs> Like do you oh, think Lord. McDonald's advertised with that with them? Yeah, uh, yeah. They just they just picked some random fucking event <laughs> from the past twenty years and then like sure hit, why not? Yeah, hypnotized this whole nerd culture that surrounds the show. Yeah, to fucking go crazy about the Szechuan Szechuan sauce. Yeah, whatever that sauce yeah, from Mulan. From Mulan, right? And it's with Carl Jr. as well. Mm-hmm. You see those commercials with uh, Rick and Morty. It's like Rick basically bitching and like I'm never gonna give them <laughs> hours or like investor time or commercial time. And it's the whole like they're getting chased by three versions of the burgers <laughs> and just like I'm never gonna like, who's that it's like that that's the western bacon cheeseburger <laughs> he names all of them and it's through it's funny because it's it's Rick uh-huh. but it's also satire because like we have they have to you know bow down and give the money to something yeah right? a, a show like that that has been green lit for like 20 more years or whatever <laughs> like <laughs> they have to at some point they have to break right they have to buckle right Right, it's like that and Twitch streamers. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in Twitch streamers, no offense, but some of them can get really heavy-handed with their advertisements. Mm-hmm. And if you, it's funny because you look at TV, it's the same way. Mm-hmm. Right, they have to get their commercials another way. But Twitch streamers, they have, they need it because it's a direct income. So they have to, you know, have their little brand in the background, so like G Fuel or something like that, or Monster, or have like a little sticker or a little uh, was it a bug mm-hmm. hitting in the bottom with their brand. Because that's yeah. how it is, and it's that's how film, and that's how TV, and that's how streaming is. I, I saw an article about um, the cam, the cam uh, website mm-hmm. is going to start allowing cam girls to to stream video games. Oh, is the, the cam girl website? Yeah, like, uh, OnlyFans or something? No, it's not OnlyFans. <laughs> it was some some like specific cam camming website. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I saw the article and I'm like. Okay, I didn't, I didn't even think about clicking it, but like if something like that happens where you you combine two forms of entertainment, yeah, 
you being the the sex workers the sex workers mm-hmm. you know or and the video games you know you take two things nerds love right put them like together tits and games yeah, yeah right tits games right. pussy ass whatever right right talk whatever 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 floats your boat you right. find it out there you know right. there, there's a reason why um, our rule 34 exists right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, it's it's a little pretentious mm-hmm. just because like you already they already know right mm-hmm. they know what these loner gamers play and they know what they want to yeah so they're why not I mean more power to them if they want to pedal to that demo yeah. yeah um it just it's it's a it's this wild westland that yeah like you described that people are still trying to figure out how to navigate <laughs> but i get i get the feeling that the only way this is going to end is the same as the, you know the, the demise of the music industry the demise of the film industry like if we're not careful this really cool and interesting way to distribute medium media is going to be divulged to the same usual usual bullshit that's been around for 100 years right Right, and odds are it will. I mean, I don't want to be like, you know, I don't want to be optimistic about it, but history, especially when it comes to, like, technology, mm-hmm. we've always taken advantage. Our self-interest take over the grandiose, like, it can, and it should. Mm-hmm. It should be for the betterment of humanity, but for most often than not, those advertisements, the revenue it's going to go through, it's going to win overhead. Yeah. And they're going to find a middle ground to seat the people who are going to go on strike. Mm-hmm. But odds are it's it's gonna be a different boss, but the same boss. Like the yeah. song goes, <laughs> it's gonna be like we're watching, you know, season seven of the Alter Carbon or whatever coming right. back, right. and then twenty minutes in, boom, a commercial. Right, right. and that's or, that's gonna fucking suck. Yeah, or even like, hey, here's a Duracell three thousand. Mm-hmm. I needed to put my weapon, something <laughs> like that, and it's like, oh, why do they? Oh, it's because like in a Tropic Thunder, <laughs> right? Like, but was I it sure, booty sweat? I, sh- I sure wish I had some cold booty sweat. <laughs> that guy, and he's like bringing it up to his face, looking around. Yeah, I love that movie because it's true. Yeah, right. It's a it's a Vietnam movie, and it has product placement. Yeah, like well, there's a scene in I think Age of Ultron, and it's an emotional scene with Natasha and uh, Bruce. You know, mm. she she wants to get with him, but he's not sure. But she doesn't, you know, oh, that, yeah. that drama. And then there's a scene where it's shot through the restroom, and it's them and the frame door, right, in the bedroom. And then there's, like, a there's a can of, a, like, Gillette on the oh, freaking, yeah. yeah. And it's just there for, like, three minutes. And you're like... Yeah. Well, what? like, famously, um, after... I'll say uh, Quantum of Solace from James Bond 007, uh-huh, uh-huh. they wanted to make Skyfall... But they didn't. Sony didn't have the money, so they opened up to to investors, and it it was a bunch of shit because Heineken gave him like fifty million dollars, but they wanted him to drink Heineken. But and he doesn't he drink doesn't Heineken; he drink drinks a martini. Right. So that was like the big shit of of, of the, the the whole thing, because like um, obviously Austin Martin has sponsorship because of the cars, you know, the the Omega watches. Right. I think that's what he has. Omega Isn't that the watches. Omega watch, I think so too. Omega, and then like Heineken and. All these other types of uh, advertising advertising companies that that wanted to put the money because they know people are going to watch this, right? And I I don't think they expected the the blowback from the Heineken thing, but I think ultimately it was like a minor part of him just like popping open a Heineken and drinking it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they could have just made a character order <laughs> Heineken, in all honesty, but <laughs> that's true. Just like have a like I'll have a Heineken. And it's yeah. like... 
Uh, so continuing on Disney, they they're suing the rights of the they're suing the heirs of oh, the, right. the a bunch of their char- character creators the, for Marvel. Marvel yeah, character the, creators. The houses or what are they? The houses. <laughs> the heirs. <laughs> the heirs. Yeah. Down Hogwarts. <laughs> the various the dicto <laughs> houses. Yeah, they're the heirs of the properties. Mm-hmm. Right. So we talked about this a little bit about this a week ago. Yeah. Um, and you were, we were both in the kind of like it's a gray area. Yeah. Because you know it is work for hire. Yes. There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, it's black and white. Black so and that's white. That's in the law. You mm-hmm. work for hire. You give up the rights. Period. But at the same time, you know, it in a in a way you are they are taking advantage of of these um, these creators. You know, they're paying them pennies. <laughs> twenty dollars. Yeah, twenty dollars. And, and a movie ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Just, and a swift kick in the ass. Right, yeah, like, like, thanks for your work. Here's a movie ticket if you want to see the movie. It's not even through the premiere. But yeah, here's, here's 50 bucks. Don't let, don't let the, the door hit your ass on the way out. That type of shit. So you could clearly see now, hindsight, that these people were taken advantage of. Right. And there, I think there has to be some sort of amendment yeah. to, to these um, work-for-hire laws where, like, if, if the, the character makes above X amount of, of money then maybe a little kickback you know it's just a, some sort of percentage right. I'm not saying give them the exact ex- give the rights back right because legally that's a bigger issue it's gonna fuck up everything yeah everyone then what is constitutes as a work for hire mm-hmm. and then there's other movie franchises who have mm-hmm. Warner Brothers funny enough uh, DC has done it better like way in terms of because they because well, yeah. they well, they give they give credit when credit at the very due. least at yeah the very at the least, very yeah. least but it seems like Disney's like yeah shut up like you know I'm trying to get them underneath the the carpet mm. like just here take this money and go sort of thing it's and it's very disingenuous in terms of like these are the people who built your franchises yeah. and there are copyright laws you yeah. know after what is it seventy years or ninety years or something like that yeah, the so rights those lines they revert back they don't revert back but they go into the open domain. Oh, right, yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. right now, Disney's also in the past, and right now they're stru- they're, they're you know, trying to keep that from happening. You know, yeah. They famously did that with um, Mickey Mouse. Trying to keep Mickey Mouse from going back, going into the public domain. Mm. And, and once it, you know, your property is in the public domain, anybody can use it. Yeah. For whatever reason. If you want to make fucking Mickey Mouse <laughs> Nazi porn. Yeah, yeah. That's all. But... <laughs> You right, know, right, right. Disney didn't, uh, then suits so that wouldn't happen. So I, I think they retained the, the, the rights. I'm not sure in perpetuity because you can't do that. Right, but they do right, something. Yeah, something yeah. to. So, but now there are uh, heirs for the creators of like Thor, Iron Man. You know, some of the right. major characters. Falcon, Cap, I think Spider Man. Yeah, yeah Spider Man. Some of the major characters today right. that are you know being touted as um, uh, in the MCU today. They're like, hey, you know, it's almost that time. <laughs> we want our share. Yeah. But at, I think at the very least, you know, you give them a percentage. Nothing too crazy. You know, maybe like a 2 or 3%. And then you acknowledge that they, they help create the characters. Yeah. I think that's the very the very least that they can do. That's the middle ground. I yeah. do feel as though I, not even just the very least, but I think that's what they should do. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's like we were talking about Bob Kane. Mm-hmm. Right, Bob Kane was in, was not the only one to help work and make Batman. Yeah, Bill Finger. Right, Bill Finger was was there in the capacity as well. So you, you look at what Bill Finger did, mm-hmm. and you're like, how the fuck did Bob Kane have take <laughs> take um, uh, ownership of this, take credit for this? Right. Bill Finger not only created the Joker, right. but I think he like created 
uh, the Batmobile, like a lot of oh, stuff, a lot of that, iconic yeah, stuff, that, that associated right. with Batman. I don't want to say the Batmobile. I, I don't remember exactly what it is that he created, but basically everything but Batman he created. Right. It, it's like a it's like a Stanley Jack Kirby. Mm-hmm. Right. Stanley rest his soul, but uh, Stanley Jack was Kirby too, right. 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 Yeah, both, both of them. Yeah. yeah, and but Stanley was the front man. Yeah. So they associated the Stanley with everything, despite Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko. Right. Like Steve Ditko. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely. I, I they, it's complicated. Mm-hmm. It's not as black and white. Like from a stance of work for hire, yes, but you have to realize that these people are the ones who have who've like it's their yeah. estate. Yeah. Right, and it, they're within their rights to question it. So there has to be some sort of, a, I don't know where you take this Supreme Court or some sort of higher court ruling that they should get a, a degree of money from movies that make a certain amount but also be credited within the movie as mm-hmm. being part of it. Like if it, yeah. it has to be an over-branching thing, like the Steve Dicto uh, estate mm-hmm. or Jack Kirby estate or something like that, yeah. right? Some like along those lines, they don't have to have their names on it, but mm-hmm. just that Disney is, is backing them up. Yeah, like it, it, backing them up or even acknowledging that right. they, they existed. Like I remember the first time I, I heard about the, the whole trying to get Bill Finger some credit was uh, from Denny O'Neill. Mm. You know, famously, uh, uh, I think it was a writer for Marvel, but he was he was hearkening on, on the, the whole DC aspect of we need to get this man his his rights, uh, his rightful credit. Right. And it, it worked. They, they, they happened. DC was like, you know, yeah, we, we acknowledge this happened. And then I think the first time it was was for Batman versus Superman. Mm. It was created by, based on characters created by Bob Kane and... Finger. Did we watch that together? We did. Yeah, I remember <laughs> us waiting for him to come up in the credit. Yeah. I do remember that. It was a big moment. Yeah, and I, I feel like at the very least, the Marvel Disney should do that. Yeah, it's it's the most that they could do. Yeah. Right, I mean, like, yes, he's passed, sure. And I had seen that, I've seen that argument, like, oh my gosh, it's just the family trying to take advantage. But this is something that you grew up with. You have personal ties with Mm -hmm. you you grew up with stories of like say grandpa uh, Kirby sitting in his uh, in his artist room drawing Spider-Man sketches Uh you have that connection and it's the least you could do yeah it's um it's it's you can't really like you said it's not as black and white as it seems yeah it does though I mean work for hire is like that aspect yeah you're done yeah work for hire you're done but but there, there should be some sort of amendment that after a certain amount X of years, you know, the, the family has a right to need, renegotiate. Yeah. Especially considering if the, the property is, you know, the, the core of what, you, what you're... Right. <laughs> the foundation of this multi-billion dollar, right, mo- machine monster. Yeah, <laughs> the machine, machine monster. monster the same thing. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, it's going to be a very interesting battle. Yeah. Legal battle. Um, knowing Disney, they're not going to want to fork up anything. Yeah. So but most likely, it's going to go up to the to the Supreme Court. And I was reading the article. It said that it's not the first time it's happened with Disney. It happened again. Like, it happened first a few years ago, and it went to the Supreme Court, right? Yeah. yeah. So maybe now it's going to happen again. Yeah, and it's multiple. Right? It's, yeah. uh, it's not just one house. Okay. One one estate. <laughs> one estate. One estate. It, it's a lot of the product. Like even uh, the one who made Infinity Gauntlet. I forget his name. Uh, Starlin. Mm-hmm. There's. A, I think his name is. But he uh, he wasn't even accredited or even invited. 
right? This that's one of those instances where they gave him a check as like and then a ticket to the movie screening. Yeah. And it's like that's to me that's very like really bitch. Like really. Yeah. It's it's fucked up, you know, like we we see this um on the outside, you know, as as content creators ourselves and seeing how the people who who built what Marvel and what Disney is today be taken advantage of so blatantly. Right. But, you know, Disney hiding under the 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 umbrella of its work for hire. And like, yes, we understand it's work for hire. Mm-hmm. And like there there's no no there's no doubting that. But you know, you can't deny that you've taken advantage of these people. And right. there has to be some sort some sort of compensation. And again, I'm not saying, you know, give them everything back because that's not going to be the correct thing to do. But, no. you know, just give them some percentage, you know, be it two, three yeah. percent. And two, three percent of a billion dollars. A billion dollars. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that's a drop in the water. Yeah, and, that's uh, nothing yeah. for them. Yeah, it's something that they can not only be a personal, but also the legacy, mm-hmm. right? Jack Kirby, even Stan Lee. Even remember Stan Lee with his... Uh, with the convention mm-hmm. people took advantage of that too yeah right even the ones closest to him took advantage of him yeah that's that's fucked up yeah and I, I remember there was, she, there was a story where his caretaker was selling his blood or right. something right yeah and then yeah in Hollywood oh in Hollywood the Las Vegas because there was like an event there yeah. and they are like selling his blood and, and it's like that's fucked up right totally you can't do that to him no man um yeah, that's a, another level that's completely. Uh, yeah, Ugh. yeah, but uh, I think uh, we had to end it now because it's four oh six. This is what we're talking about: splitting it up. <laughs> we, we wouldn't have been able to flush completely flush out like our thoughts. That's that's fair. That's true, and I I love it. Yeah. I mean, if if we can go for three, we can go for three, and then split to three episodes. Three episodes, one hour each. Right, or you're going to do 30 minutes. No, one hour, yeah, 45 minutes, yeah. give or take. I mean, that will pattern. So, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, thanks for listening. Uh, well, we were, I guess, we're your host. Yeah, we're, uh, we're your host, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and that's still my good buddy. Hello. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>